0: Hey, it's Bethany and Bethany, and this is the Don't Kegel Chronicles podcast, the show where we talk about pelvic health, women's health, mom life, and a lot about sex. It's definitely
1: one of our favorite topics. You'll hear from us, two pelvic health experts and the owners of Arkansas Pelvic Health, and interviews with other powerful women and dudes that support us. Welcome to episode three. This season, you're going to get some episodes of some very specific diagnoses. And we're going to start with vaginismus. Be like tell them what
0: vaginismus actually is. So vaginismus is an involuntary contraction or a spasm of the muscles around the vagina. So the vulva in the vagina, different words
1: so the pelvic floor muscles we have let's let's go back to the basics we have a few different layers in our pelvic floor muscles that in the pelvic floor that we treat the we've got the superficial layer those muscles there their primary responsibility is to open and close the actual vagina which is different than the vulva and this is where vaginismus happens so if those muscles are too contracted and too tight nothing can enter the actual vagina,
0: which is the canal. So the main symptom is painful and sometimes impossible vaginal insertion. So this could be for intercourse, it could be for gynecologic exam, or it could be for like menstrual care. So tampons, cups, etc.
1: Yep. And it's, it's actually one of my favorite things to treat. I don't know if it's one of your favorite things, but it's It's such a rewarding diagnosis because once people get to us, when they realize like they aren't broken, something is wrong with their pelvic floor muscles, not wrong with them physically,
0: or like not wrong with them mentally. Right. Like the problem is very much in your pants, not in your head. Right.
1: It is very much in your pants. And, you know, we're really great about
0: treating things in your pants. Right. I mean, (laughs) she's probably going to want to re record that part, but I'm going to say let's leave it. (laughs) That's what we do.
1: I just said we drink things in your pants. We do. I mean, we do.
0: We do. But there is a lot of times a mental component, a mental health component. So whenever I go over this with folks, I always say, like, the problem is in your body. Yes. Not in your head. Right. But those connections, the head-to-body connections, Mm -hmm. can play a role often.
1: But a lot of times, it's a protective mechanism. So... Unfortunately, a lot of people have suffered sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have had um, unfortunate like gynecologic trauma where they were forced to do an exam and it, their body just wasn't ready. Um, and those things, our brain stores it to protect us. Of like we don't want anything to enter. Right. It's like an
0: overprotective big brother sometimes, right. though. So it, muscles do protect us. Think about... Little car accidents, very small car accidents, and then your muscles are tense and tight for a week, protecting your cervical spine. We like that our muscles protect us, but sometimes they're a little overprotective. So it could be, you know, very significant trauma like that. It could also be smaller traumas like a fall off a bicycle, right? Right? A tailbone injury. It could be something like that. So it could be the muscle tightening because of that. And also sometimes there's vaginismus or inability to insert because of like a hymen that's still very taut and tough and intact. And maybe they need a small surgery. There's many things that could cause a vaginismus. Or we have a whole episode in season one about purity culture. Right. Because if
1: we're told something is, if we're taught something is bad, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And then we just assume... Like it's whenever we have sex with our partner for the first time, and it doesn't go well because we've been taught it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. Like that's our brain protecting the muscles
0: from something allegedly bad, right? But it's not bad, right? So historically, for vaginismus, I think people mostly treat with dilators. Yes, so dilators are a series of like progressive in size, so it gets bigger. Basically, silicone or sometimes plastic plastic, tubes where you kind of make the entrance to the vagina bigger, but I don't think that's the best way to treat vaginismus.
1: I I definitely don't think anymore for sure. There's so many more things that we can do versus dilators. Now, do I think dilators are necessary sometimes? I think they have their place. 100% they have a place, um, And in our field, they do for sure. But I don't think every single case of vaginismus
0: just automatically needs dilation. Right. So their place to me is something like a lichens where that autoimmune disorder Mm -hmm. and the vagina is kind of fusing closed. Like, yeah, let's make sure we maintain that diameter. And like if it's a neo-vagina, so new vagina created. Right. Then we have to make sure that it's not going to scar closed. But I don't think... If someone has difficulty with a pap smear or with intercourse, we just say, oh yeah, just log on here to Intimate Rose. Shout out Intimate Rose, my favorite dilators. We love And, her. you know, just try to stick things in your vagina that get progressively bigger if nothing fits in there. I don't think that's the right answer. Mm-hmm. That's not how our body works. No, I don't think that's how they need to be used at all, at all. I do think they
1: have a place sometimes, but I think it's like alongside a pelvic PT, working with their muscles, with Correct guidance, not just like, hey, here, do this yourself. Yeah. Like It
0: can only make things worse sometimes. Right. I think they have their place. I think a lot of times they're widely overused. 100%. But how do you traditionally, how would you treat a vaginismus case?
1: <clears throat> so with vaginismus, I really think soft tissue release is really important. So tell them what soft, so tissue, soft tissue is. Soft tissue is the muscles. So if you look at the labia where I'm making a vision. So you've got the labia, and under the labia, there's this really cool muscle called the cavernosis. So you can actually release that muscle, like with your thumb, if you went from top to bottom, and you can make that where it um, moves a
0: lot easier. So Th- let me just insert this. It's like a, a massage, a medical truly. massage, right? So just like if your shoulders were holding tension, mm-hmm. you were getting headaches... Or you went to a massage therapist, you can work on the muscles of the pelvic floor like that. That's what she means by soft tissue release. Yes,
1: so I would do that. I also think yoga flow is super important. So why is the pelvic floor tight? What is, what's the reason for it? And I know we've talked about that a lot, like... I'm going to step outside of the pelvis and I'm going to look at your glutes. I'm going to look at your core. I'm going to look at your hips and your feet and figure out why your pelvic floor is doing what it's doing. So I'm probably going to do some yoga flow to, like, to open things up. I'm going to do some exercises for stabilization so that keeps the pelvic floor from doing what it's doing in the spasming realm. And then I'm going to treat just like the whole person. We may need to add more water. You may need to poop more. You know, there's there's so many different things to treat the whole
0: body as a person to get rid of vaginismus. So I think, you know, when people come in, and you, there, I tell you your story. Hopefully, we could pick up on okay, is there a history of trauma? Mm-hmm. And if so, what kind of trauma? Was that simply shoulders coming out of your vagina like right. a birth? Right. Was it, you know, a bike accident that injured the tailbone? Was there some type of abuse in the history? Was it that kind of, you know, we name it religious trauma, mm-hmm. if it's like a purity culture um, type of attention? Figure out what that is. If there's anything, mm-hmm. And then we do that exam. We're looking externally Mm -hmm. at the vulva and palpating, which means touch and assess the pelvic floor. And we're determining, is it this superficial layer? So the layer that's more on the outside, right under the skin and hair and fat, those layer of muscles. um, Or is it something inside the vagina? So Mm -hmm. we're getting information from that exam. Most often we see that those, in a vaginismus type case, that those outside muscles are the problem, right? right? They're kind of that the closure part of the vagina. So then we're assessing, okay, is it just the muscles inability to relax Mm -hmm. or is it kind of a provoked thing? Like it's actually fine if you insert a tampon, but if you go to a gynecology exam where they're inserting the speculum, that's when you have the issue. So sometimes you have to like, you know, delineate out that and then, you know, you have to find out why it's tense. Is it that history of trauma? Is it that you just hold tension in your muscles, just like we do with TMJ, or you know other stress? You've seen mm-hmm. people hold tension in their shoulders. You can kind of be like, "Okay, girl, chill out, <laughs> chill it out." I can tell you're having a hard day. Yeah. Um, and then what Bethan was saying about the yoga flow or exercise, yoga flow is so that like we can manually release the muscles. Mm-hmm. But the yoga flow is like how you can do it on your own at home, right? Right. So you can release, right? You could give yourself a self massage, but you could also purposefully put yourself in positions that relax the pelvic floor, right? And then when you're saying exercise and strengthening, Mm -hmm. that's because um, sometimes the pelvic floor is only tense and taut because it's compensating for other things, right? If you have right. some low back instability or hip problems, the pelvic floor is like, I got you, mm-hmm. and it's tightening up. So you kind of have to figure out the why. Yeah. But what we're saying is it's not always let's just stick things in your vagina and get it where you could progressively have right. a bigger size. No,
1: that's that's not what we need to do. We need to get it to where you can just... What we call quote-unquote relax, but I hate telling patients to do that because they're sitting there like, if I could relax, I would.
0: Right. It would be simple. And there's not like another word for like the mental relax and the body relax, Right. right? And like... Totally. If someone's just like, just relax. You're like, cool, cool. try it. <laughs> That's not dumb. working. <laughs> yes. It's not working, okay? Because right. I don't know how to do but that. But we're talking about like the the ability of the muscle to relax right. at, as uh, opposed to contracting. Exactly. And so really with the pelvic floor, we just want it optimized. We want it to contract and relax. But oftentimes in the vaginismus, it's like it's staying contracted. Right. So how do we get to that to let go of the contraction? Yes.
1: I love treating it. I have a couple of patients. I actually had one just deliver on Friday, and she came with vaginismus, and she wanted to be pregnant, and we we got her vaginismus down under control, her pelvic floor function the way that we needed it to. She got pregnant. She just delivered on Friday. And I just feel like it's those stories like that, and, like, I have another one who um, – The same story came with vaginismus, wanted to be pregnant. And there are obviously other ways to get pregnant if you have vaginismus. If you you don't want to have sex, clearly there are other options. But with these two specific cases, like, both of these girls have delivered and they have babies. And it's just cool as a pelvic PT to, like, be part of their story. You know, like, we had this relationship of, hey, we're going to work on these muscles. We're going to teach you how to chill them out. And then great spousal support. It's just, it's one of my favorite things to treat.
0: Yeah. I love the full circle of our job like yeah. that. They're like, sometimes people come initially because they want to be able to have sex and then they come back later when they're pregnant, um, which is awesome. That means they had sex most of <laughs> the time. And they come back when they're pregnant and get treatment during pregnancy or for birth prep. And then maybe they come back postpartum and then they come back for a different pregnancy or going through menopause. It's just cool that it's like full circle and they keep like checking back in during major life milestones. Right. But vaginismus specifically, I think a lot of times people think is just in their head because Mm -hmm. it's that non-voluntary contraction. Right. And so we just, I like to tell people this isn't in your head. It's very much in your body. But sometimes that connection makes it worse. And so we want to work on that connection, too. So we're not just working on the vagina and the muscles around the vagina. We're working on that neurological system, too. So sometimes I'm working on their traps or their jaw or their suboccipital muscles, Mm -hmm. the muscles behind their head, to start stimulating that vagus nerve, that calm-down nerve. And then we can bring in partners right, so that they can start... Working with them, too, because then you can incorporate some actual medical treatment, right. but at home in the bedroom as part of not medical treatment, right? <laughs> we call that foreplay, which is very important. Right? And so you could start educating both parties, and there's just a lot of things. And I like getting uh, multiple people involved in this. Sometimes medication is helpful for yeah. this. And mental health therapy is helpful for this to 100%. figure out why you're um, perceiving threat when something enters in your vagina, because things are made to enter and exit right. the vagina. It's not always a threat. Right. So I really like the kind of the holistic approach there. But vaginismus, there's a really cool short. Um, film about it yeah, called tightly, tightly wound. wound oh it's
1: so good yeah so it's really good.
0: cool um it's i think it's on youtube mm-hmm. now so it takes a one it talks it's like an animated I think it's like
1: seven minutes
0: and it's a woman that had vaginismus and went to pelvic floor therapy for it but if you're suffering with vaginismus you are not alone you are not crazy it is not in your head and there is help for it and we
1: can help you I. I personally, obviously, it's one of my favorite things to treat, but all of our team is capable of treating it. And
0: if there's not a pelvic floor therapist near you, we can obviously do virtual visits with you too. Yeah, there's help. So if someone's telling you to just relax (laughs) um, or it's part of being a woman, then, you know, they're wrong. That's what I would say. And there is help for it and reach out to a specialist near you.